Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Briefing. My name is Abby Ferguson, and I'm the Marketing Manager at Smithfried Eberhard. Before we get started with today's episode, we have a couple of announcements. We have two webinars coming up. The first one is on Thursday, March 31st, and that is Washington Commercial Lines 2021 Year in Review. And that's going to be with two of our partners up in Seattle, Ashley Nagrotsky and Kyle Riley. We also have a second webinar coming up later in April, and that is going to cover a crucial case that happened in Oregon recently, Moody v. Oregon Community Credit Union, and that is going to be with our partner in Oregon, Cliff Wilson and Melanie Rose. Okay, so now we'll go ahead and get into today's legal alert. So the title of today's alert is Spoiler Alert. Spoilation combined with discovery violations are sanctionable by default judgment. This comes from the desk of Brian Shuey, who is a partner in our Washington, Seattle office. In Washington, the harshest discovery sanctions are reserved for the most egregious conduct. In an attempt In an attempt to balance the need to deter violations with a preference of deciding cases on the merits, our courts are required to explicitly consider and often select less severe sanctions before ruling. But what violations and acts can justify the harshest sanction of all? A default judgment on liability. This is the question that the Court of Appeals of Washington analyzed in a recent decision. The claims pointer for this legal alert. A default judgment on liability is an appropriate discovery sanction when spoilation, combined with multiple discovery violations, makes it difficult for the opposing party to uncover the spoilation. While Washington courts traditionally do not grant default judgment in spoilation cases, the court found on the facts of this case that spoilation coupled with the multiple discovery violations warranted this harsh sanction. And this case is JK v. Bellevue School District number 405. So the facts of the case. This case stems from a series of May 2017 incidents involving JK, a first grader at Eastgate Elementary, referred to as Eastgate in this legal alert, who was allegedly sexually abused by a schoolmate BV at school and on the school bus. Eastgate had surveillance cameras in the school and on the bus that may have captured footage of JK and BV. Like most surveillance video, the cameras preserved video for 30 days before they automatically overwrote old footage if no action is taken to preserve the footage. The abuse was immediately reported to the school. After reviewing the school footage, the principal prepared a notice of disciplinary action and stated BV inappropriately touched another student. At that time, the school district, referred to as BSD in this alert, did not preserve any video footage. In June 2017, BSD received a tort claim form and a litigation hold letter from JK requesting that BSD preserve surveillance surveillance footage from the school and the buses. In October 2017, the school district was served with a complaint. In November 2017, the school district was served with discovery requests seeking videos related to JK and BV. This first request instructed, if any video was but is no longer in BSD's possession, please state what disposition was made of the document. 
The day before responses were due, BSD, for the first time, acted to preserve surveillance footage from the school cameras. The recovered footage only covered dates after the children had stopped attending school together. In its response to the first set of discovery, BSD said that there was no responsive bus video and that the school video dated back to May 27th. It failed to mention whether it previously possessed any responsive video footage. JK and the trial court attempted many times to compel complete answers and BSD repeatedly failed to comply with the court's orders. When BSD produced late late responses, it failed to answer the questions completely by leaving out important evidence like who had knowledge of the footage destruction and the principal's emails regarding reviewing the footage. After continuous inadequate responses from BSD, JK moved for a discovery sanction of default judgment on liability against BSD. The trial court granted JK's motion and held that BSD had committed spoilation and repeatedly violated the court's discovery orders. In its appeal, BSD contends that it did not commit sanctionable spoilation because the footage that was destroyed was irrelevant and that it lacked the requisite culpability. BSD also argued that Washington case law does not allow default judgments for spoilation. So now we're going to go into the law section of this legal alert, which just discusses the laws that come into play in this case. So the first part of this law section is going to talk about spoilation. Spoilation occurs when one intentionally destructs evidence and encompasses a broad range of acts. That's from the case Henderson v. Tyrell. When deciding whether sanctionable spoilation occurs, courts weigh, one, the potential importance or relevance of the missing evidence, and two, the culpability or fault of the adverse and spoilating party. And that's from the case Tavai v. Walmart Stores Incorporated. Courts look to the circumstances around the case to determine if missing evidence is potentially important or relevant, like whether the non-spoilating party was given an adequate opportunity to examine the missing evidence. When determining the culpability of the spoilating party, courts can consider the party's bad faith, whether that party had a duty to preserve the evidence, and whether the party knew what evidence was important to the pending litigation. And that's from the case Homeworks Construction Incorporated v. Wells. So the second part of the law section talks about discovery violations. Discovery sanctions are generally within the sound direction of the trial court, and that's from the case Teeter v. Deck. For all sanctions, the court must conduct a Burnett analysis on record. Under Burnett, the court determined on the records if, one, the discovery violation was willful or deliberate, two, the violation substantially prejudiced the opponent's ability to prepare for trial, and three, the court explicitly considered less severe sanctions. The purpose of sanction orders is to deter, to punish, compensate, and to educate. So analysis. To determine if BSD committed sanctionable spoilation, the court discussed if the video footage was potentially important or relevant, and if BSD had the requisite culpability. 
BSD argued that the destroyed video footage was not relevant because the cameras did not capture the areas where the two children interacted. When the court considered the school video footage, they acknowledged that while some cameras did not capture the spaces that JK and BV occupied, it was still possible that they could have captured relevant information in the background, like the playground where the children had recessed together. Thus, there was potential that the footage, even from a distance, could show JK and BV interacting or give some idea about the supervision on the playground. The bus footage was even more likely to have been important and relevant as the two children rode the bus together and would have appeared on the footage. Additionally, the court felt that JK had not had a chance to examine the destroyed evidence further because the trial court's opinion. Next, the court addressed BSD's argument that it lacked the requisite culpability and merely acted negligently. Considering the facts that the principal sent an urgent request for footage viewing software to be installed in his computer and BSD received a litigation hold from JK, the trial court found that BSD reasonably anticipated litigation and knew that the video footage was potentially important evidence. The court agreed with the trial court's holdings that BSD was not merely negligent but acted with sufficient culpability to justify sanctions. After finding that BSD's spoilation warranted sanctions, the court addressed if default judgment was a permissible sanction under the Burnett factors. Acknowledging that Washington courts usually treat spoilation as an evidentiary matter remedied through adverse inference instruction, the court considered the severity of BSD's violations. Additionally, the court pointed out that in this case, the judgment, the default judgment was entered, not only for the spoilation, but also for the discovery violations. After determining that BSD's actions were willful and that it was substantially prejudicial and that no lesser sanction would suffice, the court affirmed that the Burnett factors supported the harsh sanctions of a default judgment. The big picture. The big takeaway from this case is to know when your duty to preserve arises, whether it arises from being told in a hold letter or through an applicable preservation policy. If surveillance video, video footage is lost or overwritten, be forthcoming and do not provide evasive or incomplete discovery answers. While it is not uncommon for video footage to be lost due to automatic overwriting policies, every effort should be made to preserve the evidence. But if there is spoilation and later discovery violations that make it difficult to uncover the spoilation, be prepared for a harsher punishment. Okay, thank you everyone for listening along to today's legal alert. We hope you enjoyed it. And as always, thank you for tuning in and following along with us. Again, we have a couple upcoming webinars, which you can see on our website. And you can also always go to our website, smithfreed.com, to find additional legal resources for claims, for claims professionals covering Oregon and Washington. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.